When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to Apartment 4D, the podcast all about New Girl. I'm here live and in person. Woo-hoo-hoo. Same room with my co-host Heather. Hi, everybody. And Joe. Hello. Heather's dog Sprinkles. And my, thank you, Sprinkles. <laughs> and my son Kate in the next room. Oh, the gang's all together. We're here to discuss season three, episode 11, Clavado and Unbar. My Spanish is I pretty bad. I don't know bad. Spanish. And I had a feeling that would come up. It means drowning slash drunk at a bar. And it's a song by Mana. And when I wrote down the title, I'm like, this makes no sense. Why is it named this? I know everything about New Girl. And then I was watching it and the song they play at the end is in Spanish. And I'm like, oh, it's the song. Oh, (laughs) I was confused. There's a song called Drowning at the Dive Bar. Uh, Well, definitely no one had the word dive in it. It's drowning or drunk at the bar is the loose translation. Uh. And it's a song... Um, that was playing, it plays at the bar at the last scene when Jess is like looking at all of them lovingly. Anyway, that didn't mean to accidentally get into the episode, but I knew that everyone would be like, what does that mean? So before we talk about the episode, we'll discuss the, our feeling stick topics. Heather, do you have a feeling stick topic? Yes, I do. Um, hold on. Okay, so I wanted to say that Tay Diggs has been on New Girl as a, um, as just as, well, like, love interest for an episode. And you can catch Tay on Netflix in the show All American. Cool. Which I tried to watch but got bored of. Okay. And um, he's also been on Selling Sunset. And, okay, um... He was, yeah. yeah, yeah. They were selling, he was not selling a house for him. He was trying to buy a buy house. house. Buy, yeah, I wish he, I wish that show would come back. I it, well, they're show. filming it. So oh, good. It yeah. And then um, the girl who plays Jess's older sister on New Girls, um, she is currently on Bloodline on Netflix. That show's still on. No. So she's okay. So she's in Bloodline. Yeah. Nice. But it's on Netflix right now. Got it. Yeah. And, um, that's... When have we ever saw kids. her older sister? We haven't seen it yet as far as the podcast. She's only oh. in one episode. It's coming up, though. Yeah. No, she's in two episodes. Oh, she's in two I episodes? I think it's actually three. It's three. Oh, okay. It's called episodes of Cars. Sister one, sister two, sister three. Oh, it's what, what I like to call an arc. It's what everyone likes to call an arc. Oh, okay. <laughs> Joe, did you bring something for feeling stick? Not today. Not today. Okay. I'm just excited we're together is my feeling oh, stick. Oh, same Before I read the Netflix description, let's hear the Joe Flicks description Ooh, of this episode. Joe Flicks. Reflection sometimes may cause deflection, but the journey is well worth it. Uh, I mean, oh, honestly, I like it, Joe. You probably should quit your job as an ice cream store owner. Yeah, and just yeah. do Joe Flicks. And apply at Netflix. Yeah. They do you understand you. what that means? Yes, I understand what you mean. <laughs> yeah. The Netflix description of this episode, which is not as succinct or thought-provoking as Joe's, is when Jess is given 20 minutes to decide whether to take a new job and give up teaching, the gang reflects on their own career choices. 
Nice. Okay, so Heather, I vote for Joe Flicks. What about you? Always. I will always side with Joe. Guest stars from this episode include the biology teacher, who's played by Brian Poson, uh, Old Man McHugh, who's played by Tom Fitzgerald, and Kevin97, who's played by Bart McCarthy. <laughs> now, let's get into it. You guys ready? Um... Brian Poston is in like a million things. Yes, yeah, why I didn't even bother. Including an episode of my favorite show, Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh. And he's been a lot younger then. Yeah, and um he was oh, he was also with Max Greenfield on an episode of The Neighborhood. Oh nice. Yeah. When they are out in the desert mm-hmm. and he tries to kidnap Calvin. Oh yeah, he'd be a good kidnapper. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> that brings us to the first scene, which is in the bar, as Joe pointed out when he got here today. The whole episode, other than flashbacks, takes back place in the bar and the whole gang's together. So this falls into my wedding, holiday, whole gang's together favorite sort of episode thing. Okay, nice. Um, They're having, well, the whole gang's not there yet. It's just the guys. And they're having a chill moment, absent of drama, when Jess runs in, grabs their $45 worth of scotch, drinks it and says how gross it is, and is acting very drama. And it's from a French oak reserve. I see Joe being very annoyed by that. If that had happened in real life. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. So. And it's funny to me because I call my dog's treats a private reserve. So it was funny to me that it was a French Open reserve. Okay, so we find out that Jess has been volunteering at the Children's Museum. And before we hear more, Kevin97 tries to take his car keys and drive. But the responsible bartender that Nick is, he tries to trick him out of playing a game and take him from him. She's been offered a full-time position at the museum as a fundraiser. Well, not yet. Yeah. At that's... 6 o'clock, they'll call and Coach has got right. the time. Yeah. But yes. she's, she's actually been offered the job already, though. That's why they're going to call her to hear her answer. Oh. And she's hit her flabbergast button. Not yet. Oh, okay. So we <laughs> find out. Steal that. We find out that her school is a complete disaster, and that they put the biology and math class in her, and it was English or history class. And we see that in a flashback where there's construction. The principal comes in. And it's a complete mess. And the biology teacher walks in with frogs and is like, "Should I throw these away? Or are we making it happen?" And we find out the classes are going to be in combined for months. Mm. And so now that Candace is officially offered her the job, she has to decide if she wants to not be a teacher and go forward with this. And that's when Schmidt says, Heather, hit my flabbergast button. Actually, he says, you have found my flabbergast button. And guess what? You've pressed it. And Coach says, I'm flabbergasted as hell, too. I love And she wants to know from the guys, how do you know that you're on the right path? They're calling it six. And that's when Coach busts out his stopwatch he always has with him and says she has 19 minutes to make a decision. We come back from what would have been a commercial. It's now 17 minutes. Nick tries to talk to her. And Winston interrupts and is like, I could tell you all about making decisions and career paths. Let me tell you about the time I decided to quit playing basketball. We see that he's a baby and his hand at basketball, but Jess told him to move it along. <laughs> and he said, okay, but don't be mad if you miss the nooks and crannies of the English, English muffin, muffin that we, we call Winston's Winnie's Life. I love it. It's an English muffin, guys. You don't get a lot of English muffin references, so I do appreciate that. Oh, yeah. We find out that in Lafayette he had leopard dyed hair. Joe, what would you think of that? Oh, 
leopard dyed hair. Yeah. Interesting. Winston. That was yeah. in back then, though. Winnie's hair is always up to something. He spends most of the time on the bench and doesn't play. He gets traded to the outdoor league. He's running downhill and gets hurt. And Jess is like, okay, that, that makes sense. That's when you decide to stop playing. No. he could. The doctor told him he could never play again because he's injured so bad. And that's when he, quote, decided to walk away. And the gang shares with him, that story had zero decisions. And he says, do I even like basketball? Have I ever made any decisions? <laughs> Poor Winston. What do you guys think of Winston's story? Oh, I mean, I just feel bad for Winnie B. Because I love him. Yeah, now he's yeah. questioning life. Joe, did you have any thoughts on Winston's flashback before we move on? Well, I've never seen a basketball court uphill, so that's Right? Asking for trouble. Yeah, but... Some athletes know when to hang it up, and some don't. And I guess he knew when. When, he when got they told tough. him. Yeah. <laughs> tough to play without one wheel, you know what I'm saying? One wheel. <laughs> so then Nick tries to talk to her again, but Schmidt comes in with his story, which he names Kablamo something something. So we find out that Schmidt's story starts the same as Winston because he's handing basketballs to babies as a candy striper. <laughs> he fell in love with one of the nurses, but she had a boyfriend. So he said to her, how do you volunteer to get a girl like that? Yes. And the boyfriend says, I'm a man. I have a job in marketing. marketing. Like, that's why Schmidt does marketing? <laughs> that's crazy. Well, it's pretty random. <laughs> so he gets a job. The next logical step is to get a job at a tree farm. Right. With Nick. And he says, you're not selling Christmas trees. You're selling sex, which is super disturbing. Extremely. And the Christmas tree king soon notices him, has a heart attack, and says a lot of common phrases messed up. Like, don't worry about spending time with your family. Worry yeah. about money. You can take it with you. <laughs> And then dies, and Schmidt kisses the nurse and walks out. And when Jess says, oh, well, the museum job does pay more, he absolutely loses it and says, why are we even having this conversation if it pays more? Right. And somewhere in there was the song Gangster's Paradise. <laughs> yes, it was. That's when the um, the Christmas Tree King Farm have a heart attack, and you can't hear it, but you could see Schmidt yelling, help! Like, real dramatic. <laughs> and interestingly enough, you wrote a spoof on Gangster's Paradise. Did. Yeah. So then Kevin97 says that the job of the future is driveways, which doesn't make any sense. Right. Because he's drunk. So then the gang gets off track and just says what I thought was another good line. Guys, these are classic after six topics. Because she wants everyone to stay on track oh, and help her. Oh, gotcha. And we find out Coach's story, which is very short. <laughs> That he went on the court and started yelling, and they said, we should call him Coach. And then they yelled, Coach. And he said, that's a great name. High five. And who else is named after their career? Yes. Is your name marketing? Exactly. I don't think so. So she tells Jess just not to overthink it. So then Nick asks her to think back of her first day as a teacher, which Nick is like doing such an amazing job all episode, and everyone just keeps interrupting him. So she flashes back to finding a kid in the closet who's new. And um, he got beat up by another kid. She helps clean him up and gives him too big a jacket. He says the bully beats up the unstylish. So she takes a super small jacket to show him it's okay, like in solidarity, and ends up tutoring him in math. Yes. So Nick's like, great, let's look him up. Let's see what he's doing. Oh, I can't find him. I can't find him. Uh, and we find out the FBI is after him for embezzlement. And so Jess the is, math took. Exactly. So he's the baby mad off. 
Is that what he is? Yeah. That's and what I they think call Winston him. actually said, oh, the math took. I think that's yeah. what he yeah. asked. Somebody said it, yeah. And um, she says she's never been reaching the kids at all and is basically devastated. Oh. That's when Nick tries again to step in and tell her about his um, law school experience. So it's first year, first <laughs> class. The guy's like, look to your left, look to your right. They're going to be gone. Guy behind him's like, it's you. You're going to be gone. I'm staying. Given his dreads. I, I could, love his dreads. I could see why the guy thought that. Yes. He but realized, later he has a preppy hair. Like that ever happened. I yeah. don't believe that for a second. He realizes he hates people and he hates himself. His <laughs> third year, he's just trying to find a place to belong and goes to study at the bar. And his grades were fine. He was signed up to take the state the state bar, not the drunk bar. And someone, I think Kevin 97, spilled a drink, whatever. He had to get up and pour his first drink. And that's kind of how he became a bartender. But the gang interrupts him. No one wants to hear it. And I really, really love this part. That's when Cece walks in, <laughs> and she uh, just is like me. My first student became a criminal or whatever. And she's like, Chief Clifton wasn't your first student. I was your I first was. student. And they, we have a really cute how they meet in the um, in the library. And Cece's having trouble seeing. And Jess shows her when I lose my glasses, I put my face in my book. And she's talking about her dad. And we found out that CeCe's dad died. And that's just like, a, we talk about all the time, but amazing casting for the CeCe. Yeah, but I have an issue with it. I thought that Jess and, and CeCe were friends at a younger age in flashbacks than that. No, I think they're pretty much like preteens. Are they? Okay. Yeah, that's my understanding. And CeCe's last job was a phone sex ad. And she was the one calling. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so then we hear Jess decline the job and the gang gets excited and Nick tells them it's good that it's hard the hard makes it good or whatever and they're like that's from a league of their own he's like yeah all my quotes are from sports movies <laughs> that's not a sports movie that's a movie about relationships he's like no sports movie well, one of them said it's a war movie it is <laughs> kind of like women started playing baseball because of the war I don't think a, I think of it as a sports movie what do yeah. you think Heather I think of it as sporty, sporty. secondary, like relationship mm-hmm. story with sports in it. Joe? I've never seen it, but I... What? Yeah. So good. How have you never seen The League of Their Own? I just, I'm not a new woman's baseball, I guess. I don't even but. know how to respond to that. <laughs> Moving on. I don't think anyone's into it right now, but... The Rockford Peaches. I was, uh, yeah. I was a Rockford Peach for Halloween a couple years ago. And it was a big hit. Oh my God. It was like, where did you buy that? Can I borrow it? What yeah. website was that from? Can I couldn't I take borrow? a step. I could not take a step without someone asking me about that. And I wore the cutest... Brand new white Converse with it. Oh, so Really cute. nice with cute hair. I did have cute hair. Yeah. So um, then Cece's kind of lamenting about her job and Nick invites her to be a bartender, has her slide mm. a shot of tea to Kevin 97 and she breaks the glass. Um, and then we see that Jess has created a way to combine all the different subjects into different stations and she thinks that the principal takes credit. And she thinks that now maybe she wants to be principal. Because if that guy can be principal, so can she. Sure. In a definitely. super confusing turn of events, Winston just shows up and said he quit his job. Yeah. It got racial. Yeah. <laughs> and violent or something. And sexual something, or something. Yeah. Cece's still bartending, doing a terrible job. And that's when Nick shows Jess that he actually did pass the state bar. Because he wanted to make sure that he could pass it. That he's making the decision because this is what he wanted to do. And that's when 
the song in Spanish plays and she looks at everybody lovingly. I just have never seen them name an episode after a song, I don't think, right? So Not Nick, that I remember. Nick actually said, I wanted to prove that, oh, okay. I wanted to prove that I wanted to be a bartender and, or that I could be a lawyer, yes, but I wanted to be a bartender. Right. That was right. the key phrase in there. Did you know that because of closed captioning? Yep. Nice. Wait, I just want to add, and then the old guy starts singing, uh, uh, talking about League of Their Own. This yes. used to be my playground. Yes. <laughs> Kevin 97. Kevin 97. Because that's the year he was found in there was in 97. And you know what? Every bar, I don't go to bars anymore, but when I was younger and I did, like every bar has that one guy. Kevin 97. Who's always yeah. in that. And you're like, do they go home? Yeah. Do they have kids? Yeah, we even had, at a night, I used to run one of the biggest country nightclubs in Southern California, and we had a guy, like 60 years old, that used to go out there, even on Hip Hop Wednesday nights, and dance with the girls. College night. Yeah, remember him? Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, he was yeah. like 60 years old, and he just got out there, just, he was innocent he as all creepy. get out. No, not creepy at all. Yeah, no, and just get out creepy. there and start dancing, like, I'm like, do you realize it's not country tonight? And right. But he would he would turn it from country to hip hop. He was sixty did years he old. He dance hip hop well. He did well, uh, he as well as he could for sixty. Right, right? <laughs> that's pretty good. And the girls just loved it. They would take pictures with him and yeah. they, you know talk Very to him safe. and yeah. you know just he was a guy. Like a mascot. Yeah, he was yeah. like he was like the mascot. Right. Yep, that's, <laughs> that's true. Fun. <laughs> All right, that brings us to our normal topics, and the first one is Jess's look, which she only wears two looks. I yeah. Think. I didn't really, nothing caught my eye. I didn't see a lot of full body shots, Heather. Um, I just put the red and white dress with the red sweater. That was my favorite. Okay, Joe. Oh, and it had. Sorry, Heather. Um, oh, and in the flashback, I like that she had pearls on because that's perfect for a teacher. That was funny. Yeah. yeah. Joe. So, Cece, this well, is a look that I didn't like. Okay, but right yeah, now we're talking about. Seems- we're talking about Jess, though. Do you have a favorite Jess look before we go into best dress? Oh, she had the same dress on. Okay, yeah. so, oh, Joe, what's your best dress? Or is something similar Ooh, to share? Let so, Cece had on a dark blue top with a light blue skirt, I think. It was a dark blue skirt with a light green top. At the bar? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I that. That it just weird. seemed like a color class. Cece wears did, weird clothes. Didn't it look like something Jess would wear? Yeah, Jess yeah. Was, I was. I, like I'm glad that you noticed that too. That's funny. Okay, but what was your best dress, Joe? My be- well, I mean, they all wore the same thing, and Schmidt's always in his suit from work. Mm-hmm. Nick's either in a hoodie or his bartender flannel. So no best dress is what you're saying. Yeah, so I think it just. I think it's all a tie for wearing what you usually wear. Well, mine. I have three, but they're all flashback heavy. My first oh. is Winston's hair. Ah. My second is Schmidt's candy striper outfit. Same Z's. And my last, because I thought it was such an amazing touch in the flashback episode, Cece, Young Cece's nail polish is black. Oh, nice cat. Yeah, really showing her character. Well, because she's going like this with the book a lot, so you... They um, do a great job with detail in the flashback. They do. And the show. Heather, yeah. who was your best dress? Um, mine was also uh, Schmidt as a candy striper. Yeah. And how could it not be? And side note, my dog has a dress that's oh, yes. candy striper. We should, maybe we'll post that on the gram. I love how Heather just says that to try and force me into posting. Yeah. <laughs> you probably never do. I don't go on our Insta, so I don't know. That brings us to our favorite Schmidt moment, which I don't know how it can be anything, but, well, guess what? You have found, no, you have found my flabbergast button, and guess what? You pressed it. Same Z. Joe. So, mm. 
Are we talking about the best quote? We're talking about the best Schmidt moment. moment. I don't know if Schmidt... Schmidt did say this, I think. <laughs> but I'm still trying to figure out what it is or what it means. Okay. When he said, my boss always said, what do you think drive it or milk it is? So that was definitely not mm-hmm. him or his boss. That was in the flashback. Jess said to Cece, when she said, what if people see us put our face in the book? She says, they could drive it or milk it for all I care. And Cece looks at her weird and she said, that's what my dad always says. I don't know what it means. Yeah. Oh, I have no idea what it means. I don't know what it I means. Th- I think it means something. I think she has it wrong. Maybe it's like almost like another phrase and Jess is saying it wrong. Or you but. can drive it or pedal it. Is it a car or a like- bike? <sighs> What? Is it is it like know. a horse? Because you can ride a horse and you can milk a cow. Then how would it know. be a horse? I don't know. This is a good one for someone smarter <laughs> than us on Instagram to yeah. message us. What does drive it or milk it mean? I have no clue. I should have Googled it. Okay, so that brings us to favorite or funniest moments. Heather, why don't you kick us off? Um, fav- Wait. Favorite or funniest moment. Oh, I just want to back up really quick. Oh, wait. No, I don't. Okay. Favorite or funniest moment? Yes. Okay. I had to do three because they all relate to my personal life. Mm. Um, uh, when they say reserve. Yes. When they do Gangster's Paradise. <laughs> and there's also a Boogie Nights reference. There is a Boogie Nights reference. And I'm a huge Boogie Nights fan. Yes, you are. Yeah. Okay, Joe. Favorite or funniest moment? In this show? No, I was thinking we could discuss another show. No, in this one, I would have to say when, I would have to say when everyone tells their story Uh about where they've been. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's where I get reflection sometimes (laughs) may cause deflection. Because if you think about, so think about Nick's story. So Nick's story is... You know, reflecting on, you know, oh, I passed the bar exam. But maybe that's a deflection of him wanting to be a bartender. Like, he's deflecting the fact that I'm a bartender. Because maybe bartenders aren't viewed as educated as lawyers, which I don't think they are in the classroom. They're a lot smarter street smart, Oh, they're street smart. And they're coordinated. They know how to force they're socially smart and everything like that. Uh, Yeah. So I I just like the different stories. On where it went with all their journeys, and so your favorite part was like the flashbacks, basically. Yeah, and the yeah the flashbacks yeah. with Nick saying, "Oh, I don't, I don't know about that person to my right," or because the person to the right said something. He's like, "Who asked you, person to my right?" Yeah, that was in the flashback. Yeah. I I love episodes with where they. It just looks like it would be so fun to be friends with them when yes. they all do flashbacks. Yeah, you know, sometime we should all decide what our favorite flashback is. Oh, that'd be tough. Oh, I know what mine would be. So wrong, Jess's. That was a good one. So my favorite or funniest moment is when Winston refers to the nooks and crannies of this English Whoa. muffin we call Winston's life. Sometimes I went like grew up my whole life thinking my family were the only people who ate English muffins for some reason. I don't know. I just never went to anyone's house where they had them. I knew they were at the grocery store, so other people could buy them. But did you analyze the breakfast at your friends' houses? Well, I was eating it, so I just what noticed. Were you eating breakfast? Oh, you spent the night. Yes. Oh. <laughs> like, did you show up and say I'm hungry? <laughs> so the honey roast award is our next topic. I gave my honey roast award to the ensemble. Because I felt it was a strong ensemble cast episode. Everyone's story was equally interesting, except for coaches. Like where your head is. Joe, honey roast? Honey roast on this one definitely has to be Nick. 
Okay. Oh. Yeah. Like it. Yeah, just because he tried so hard. Yeah, and then I like at the end how he's like, "Oh, I knew you would take that route, Jess. Yeah, make, uh, make that decision." Yeah, I think know. we all did. Oh, he, yeah. yeah. He always kind of just supports her no matter what. Mm-hmm. True. That's you know very what I'm true. saying. And then I just like his little comments, like, you know, when someone starts telling a story and he's like, oh, no, no, we didn't want to hear that. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not appropriate. <laughs> or, yeah. no, not really. You yeah. Know. So, but a lot of times you got to have closed caption to catch that. To catch those. that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know that. that I've never heard that. Joe. Yeah. yeah. Heather, honey roast. Okay. I did something interesting. The honey roast, I have two. My honey roast goes to Nick's hair when it was dreads. Nice. But I have to give a second honey roast to whoever the hair the hair designer is on New Girl. Uh-huh. Because those flashback hair hair designs Especially every Winston. episode. Yeah. Winston, but to, today it was Nick's. Mm-hmm. Nice. So that brings us to Bear. I did not find Oh, and Kevin ninety seven. Kevin ninety seven. Okay. I did not find a bear, did you guys? I gave up. Okay, Joe? Nope, no bear. All right, that brings us to discussion questions. Joe, did you bring a discussion question for this episode? Mine was actually oh. what we thought driver milk it is. Okay, which we don't know, driver or milk it. we still yeah. don't know. Good okay. question, Joe. And Heather, did you bring a discussion question? Yeah, I okay, I, I got a couple. First of all, at the end... When Schmidt is at a Christmas tree lot to, like, quote, see if he still has Oh, yeah, it. I forgot to say that then. Sorry. Is that the the nod to Christmas for that year? Because there doesn't seem to be a Christmas episode. I can't remember if a Christmas episode comes later or not. No, I checked. I looked ahead. I don't think it's a nod to Christmas. I, think it I was, was just... like, is that all we get for Christmas? Because it, you can only go to a Christmas tree farm and try to sell a tree during at Christmas. Christmas. Oh, that's yeah. a good point. Thank you. Okay, so there was that. And then I put, um, do you think, which job do you think Jess should have chosen? Oh, teacher, Joe. You mean, which job should she have chosen between these two? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, teacher. She's She's definitely definitely meant to be a teacher. Although I liked that she was going to be a fundraiser because that's what I do for a living. Oh, same thing. So I've always been like, ooh, New Girl cares about me. I'm assuming you thought teacher also has. Yeah, your worlds were colliding. Mm -hmm. Okay. Have you ever been in the situation Jess was in where you had two job offers to choose from? You mean you had a job and then had a job offer? Yeah. You can do that or two jobs. Either I one. have the craziest story. Oh, you oh, do? Yeah. Let's hear it, Joe. Okay. So, I had... So, basically, <laughs> I had a job where I could go work about 300 miles away up mm-hmm. in Northern California mm-hmm. for an NFL team. While Cassidy was still in school. Because oh. I always wanted to work in the NFL. Right. And now I had a chance to run the food and beverage at a stadium in the NFL. But it was 300 miles away. No. And my daughter was still in high, high school. High school. And, but at the same time so i had several interviews which i drove up there mm. on my last interview driving up there i get a call and the call is from nascar oh on my way up to the stadium for the final interview where i'm like Whoa. okay i think i'm gonna take this because uh-huh. it's like the nfl it's like my dream job right well 
on my way up there, NASCAR calls, and I've been waiting on a call from them forever, and they said, hey, we'll let you know on, like, Saturday. Okay. Well, I had to be out of my house on Friday, right? Whoa. So I literally had to pack a Uh U-Haul, had to pack up the whole house, the whole U-Haul. Right. And depending on how that call came in on Saturday, I had to go and and rent a house, three houses down. He did. Oh, I didn't even. I mean, he didn't have to do that, that, but because because if I got the call Uh and I got the job for NASCAR, which was local, you were gonna. I would move three houses down. (laughs) That's crazy. If I got the call that I didn't get that job and Uh I had to go to San Fran, my U-Haul's packed. Right. So I'm always covering my bases. You definitely did. No pun intended. Right. So, <laughs> so here we were Saturday morning. You can imagine my daughter, everybody was just on the edges she of our didn't seat. Want to move. Yeah. Well, she was gonna. Was she gonna? Here's the. She's gonna stay with me through volleyball. Season. Here's the oh. kicker, though. The kicker was he was supposed to fly to California and meet me at 3 p.m. Okay. On Friday. Okay. His flight. Got delayed. Oh, no. His first flight. So he missed his connection in Dallas. Oh. And so here I am at 3 o'clock going, oh, they didn't call. I guess I'm moving 300 miles away thinking that he just blew me off. Right. Because sometimes they do blow people off. Yep. It was the the final interview. 10.30 at night, my phone rings. It's the guy from NASCAR. No way. And he says, can you meet me? Yeah. In Ontario at 11 o'clock at night at Boston's Market. <laughs> Which he is gave a, you half an hour? At Boston's Market at Boston's. It, it, <laughs> what? It, it takes a half hour Boston's to get to market. Ontario. Here I am in my pajamas. I'm, oh, I'm in well, bed. I was going to say, I'd be asleep. Yeah. And yeah. He, I'm in bed and he's like, can you give me a half hour? And I'm like, what am I going to say? I'm like, you have to say, yeah. I, can, I really want a local job. It's more than half an hour away. Yeah. <laughs> so I jump out of bed. I get my suit on, which no, who knows how it looked. <laughs> And I'm flying down to Boston Market at right. 11 o'clock no, at night. You did not go to Boston Market. You went to Boston's. Oh, yeah, Boston. Oh, Boston's Boston place. Restaurant. So, <laughs> and then Boston's Market was closed. I walk in. The guy interviews me, and I'm thinking he's going to tell me yes or no. He it's just a noisy flew. Boston's Market. Yeah. Boston. No he, one was at Boston's Market. <laughs> he just flew cross-country. I'm thinking, okay, they're going to tell me now. Because these are how right. job interviews are. They usually they'll tell you. Right. And he goes, well, I like you and I like to have you, but let me sleep on it. And I'm like, oh, my God. I can't tell him, well, I'm sorry, but I got an offer I to go up three north. Houses down, yeah. or I can't, I can't, I can't. You can't tell him you're entertaining another offer. Exactly. I don't yeah. want to do that because then maybe he's already got another guy and he's like, oh, forget it. Then right. Go ahead and move because 300 miles Because NASCAR was the best job for you. Because it was local. local. Yeah. So I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So sure enough, he called that morning, Saturday morning, uh-huh. and said... We're going to offer you the position. Oh. And now, so it was so funny because. Thank God. All my stuff is on the U-Haul. I'm literally right. walking stuff down the street to this other house. Like, all my neighbors are like, I thought you were moving. I said, yeah, I'm over there. Like, so 100 feet now. away. Look at that, Joe. <laughs> yeah. I'm saving gas. You know, I'm just walking down there. So you printed a U-Haul. I rented well, you all. Rented it to drive to it. Drive. it yeah. was you all or oh, three houses down. That is crazy. That is a crazy Somehow story. Somehow I don't remember that story. Oh, God, I remember it because it was so stressful. Oh. And it really says a lot about Joe because um, 
he had wanted to work in the NFL so badly. For he used to have when I we got married in his house, he had a framed rejection letter from when he applied to the Raiders. Now it was framed and hung in the garage, oh, but he okay. still took the time to frame, frame it. it. And I'm like, this says they didn't want to hire you. He's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Just because it was on NFL Raiders letterhead. Yeah. I'm like, we are not doing this. This that, is going in a box, dude. Yeah, so, and that, so. that's when, I, you know, coming out of college, you just think, I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. I got my degree. Right. This is how the world works according to me. Exactly. All the kids are like that, right? I'm right. going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then real life hits you. Right. And so Blammo. it was so funny because I, I sent that. And I sent my resume and said, hey, I'd love to join your organization. This is what I can do. Blah, blah, right. blah. I just grabbed. I have no experience. And they're right back and they're like, I'm okay. sorry, but we only hire ex-athletes for our front office. So oh. the front office wasn't really marketing people. It was ex-athletes who were in marketing. Oh. But I didn't care. I was like, oh, so my God. So second career was marketing. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. They, they, and this was back in the days where you don't go online to apply. Yeah. So that's no. what I loved yeah. is the fact that they sent me a letter. Right. You know, because it was the only NFL team that did. I and, applied to others. Well, yeah. I like the tying. I like the fact that they... They took the time to respect it because most yeah. places really didn't back then they wouldn't even send the letter they did well, you know and yeah. then i thought it was so ridiculous and then i made fun of him for years and then when caden started caden center before we interviewed like a lot of big people mm-hmm. the lakers are his favorite team and we sent them a letter and they sent us a letter back a being rejection? like yes and I, we got so excited because like <laughs> they took us serious enough to write us back <laughs> no but i didn't frame it but <laughs> I digress. Um, Heather, do you have an answer to your question? Um, but it does say a lot for Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe puts his family first. Um, my oh me, yes. Um, okay, come on, guys are so. Um, I never. Uh, well, in college, I got an offer at two different stores: a video store and a sports store. Wanted to go to the sports store because I like men. Oh, okay. and they would be buying sports stuff. From a person who doesn't understand sports. I don't understand sports, but I didn't want to work there because I noticed they had uniforms, like Ah. an ugly polo shirt. So I was like, peace out, you guys. I'm going to the video store where I can wear my own clothes. But in my adult life since college, like, I haven't gotten two offers, I don't think, at the same time. But, like, I'll go through these, all these interviews, everything, then get a job. And that never fails. You get a job. And then you get a call from from wanting to interview you. Yeah. But sometimes I got calls from places I'd rather work, Mm -hmm. but I was so burnt out. I was just like, nope, got a job, sticking to it. So hard starting a new job. So hard. I had that exact experience, which we're all at the table familiar with. But when I uh, started working full time after Caden got older... And I interviewed at two places at the same time. One is my current job, and the other was another big nonprofit. And the other big nonprofit hired me quicker. And I had just done one interview with the first place where I work now. And I knew that was the place for me. I could tell that it was, like, going to be my home. I was so comfortable there. I had a really good feeling about yeah. it. But they didn't call, and that was just the first interview. And I'd been through, like, five interviews at the other place. So I accepted the job there, even though I didn't want it. It was terrible. Oh. I hated every minute of it. Never and seen my sister that unhappy. No, I just like slept because I guess because I was depressed. I would just sleep when I get home and that's it. It was so hard. And they, even before I started it or a day or two in, the place where I work now called me and said, oh, you know, we, we love you. We just want you to meet the board. And if we get there, okay, we can hire them. And I was like, I already got this other job. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't in a position to be like messing around with jobs right then. Like I really needed full-time work. 
So I ended up working there for several months. I called the place I work now back when I heard that someone who filled my position had left and they wouldn't give me, they wouldn't match my salary. So I ended that phone call. And then it's so weird how things happen. I was at my work that I currently, that I worked at that I didn't like had a fundraiser with the hockey team and I went to it and I was leaning against the wall during the auction because I had to coordinate it and the woman who had interviewed me who's now my boss said Karen <laughs> and I was like are you a Karen and I didn't remember her I didn't I because I, I, I just wasn't thinking I was gonna see her she said Karen Karen and I'm like what because my name's not Karen and so I thought she must have thought I worked for the hockey race and she was oh my god how are you and I was like fine because I was so annoyed that I was at this job I hated and that this woman who I've never met thinks my name's Karen. Right. <laughs> so then I get in the car and I was like, oh my gosh, that was the woman who interviewed me at the Humane Society. Why does she think my name is Karen? <laughs> or Stephanie or something. So then she ended up calling me. I was at work. We had like a warehouse at this place that I worked that I hated. And I was at um, the warehouse area picking up some stuff for an event. And my cell phone rang and there's cameras everywhere. Literally microphones like your watch 24-7. And I ducked behind a shelf and I answered it. And she was like, uh, Jill, this is, you know, her name from where I work now. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I was thinking she's going to say, you were really rude to me at the hockey. Yeah. She was, um, I, I saw your face and your body language and the way you spoke at the game. And you just don't seem like the girl that we met. Are, are you still unhappy there? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's terrible. And she was like, okay, well, we would love to have you work here can you budge on salary? And I just moved out of my parents' house into my apartment. I was like, I'm not trying to be difficult. No, I cannot. I just signed a lease. So it's, yeah. it's this or nothing. You have to match it or nothing. She matched it, and I've worked there for 10 and a half years. Nice. And, I mean, everybody has a job. They're like, oh, I don't like my job. You hated your job. Well, that was different, yeah. And you got, I mean, all women want to be thin. You are too thin. I don't yeah. think you weighed 100 pounds. That was awful. Yeah. Anyway, that was a long discussion question. Yeah. <laughs> Good discussion question, Heather. Okay. Um, I was just going to ask a discussion question. About have decisions ever been made for you like they have the way Winston has that someone placed a basketball in your hand as a baby or did you get injured and had to stop doing something you loved? I can go first because you guys look confused. We are. So I was in high school. (laughs) (laughs) I was in high school and I didn't want a job at all, but my dad made me get one. Oh, Uh, I remember that. And I was working at a gym like in the place that sold workout clothes, like a little store inside it. And I don't know if we knew it was closing yet, but it eventually closed. And my dad said, I really think you should work at this baseball stadium. It's so fun. You you like baseball. You have good personality. You'll really enjoy it. And I was like, whatever. So then he went and bought a suite for my grandparents' anniversary. And he handed, Greg Cazzo, uh-huh. he handed him a check and my resume. <laughs> like, this is happening if I buy this suite. And so that night I got a phone call. It was mid-season. They hired me, like, mid-season. Oh, it wasn't even funny. pre-season. And so I got a phone call. They're like, yeah, we just like really want to hire you to work here. I'm like, oh, my God. You guys know who I am? Yeah, it's because my dad. <laughs> well, when I'm collecting, pri- this isn't my answer, but when I'm collecting prizes for a charity, mm-hmm. like I always oh, say, yeah. like I get my nails done, pay them and say, oh, I By need the a way, free gift certificate for this donation. event. Yeah. yeah. You always put the money in the mix. Put the money where your mouth is. So I start working at the stadium. Which eventually leads me to meet Joe, who I end up marrying. I get Cassidy, who's, you know, I consider mine, but came with Joe. Mm -hmm. I get Caden out of the deal. Mm -hmm. And lifelong friendships. 
Yeah. And a career which led me to working in community relations, which led me to work in nonprofit. And from the woman who I met there is how I have got my foot in the door with all the other jobs I've ever gotten. The bad place, the place I work currently, True. and the place I worked before that. So it's just so funny that my dad being like, oh, I think this would be fun for you. It literally changed the entire course of my the life. trajectory, yeah. Joe, do you have an answer? Wait, and What's I right? got the best brother-in-law a girl could have. And girl. that is Joe. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I thought she was going to say it with someone else. No. So. <laughs> so that is, I'm like, Mary Joe. <laughs> John Mayer? Joe, so, do you have an answer? In terms of, so what was the question <laughs> Oh again? my gosh. You had a long answer, so I forgot it. <laughs> it's have you ever had someone make the decision for you that changed your life, or did you ever have a just like I want to play professional football, but you tore me, you know, like decision made oh, for you? Yeah, I mean, just like yeah. it was your first job at the stadium. Uh-huh. I was working uh-huh. in a, on the East Coast, running a, at a rent a car place, very famous rent a car place, uh-huh. and I got a call one night from. Galo, who's the uh-huh. CFO, what chief financial that? officer of the thing, saying, hey, uh, the team owner loved you when you used to work with us. Do you uh-huh. want to come back? <laughs> and that to was California. probably the biggest decision. That's how I got to California nice. and and came back. So I think, I think in some ways we all have each job you take takes you down a path. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. luckily I haven't been down a path where – I mean, I don't know if I've ever hated jobs because I'm, I worked in sports my whole life, and that's what yeah. I that's what I love. So I I didn't really have a, a a bad situation in terms of except the amusement park of hating it. Yeah, except the amusement park. You yeah, hated that. yeah, and that yeah. And you know what I did? I chased the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's word to true. the wise out there: don't always that's chase the money. money. Just did not do it. The grass yeah. may be greener in bills, but it's browner in happiness. Grass. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Ooh, that was good, Joe. Yeah, yeah, so, good stuff. So I stopped chasing the money, and I and, and someone once wise told me, "The money will come. Do your job well, they and the rolled, money." They were only wise that one. Yeah, the money will come if you work hard. Don't chase the rest of the time. You're an idiot. Don't chase it. Don't chase Who it. Told you now, that? I'm still waiting for it, but I'm still saying Wait, what, I'm not chasing it no more. You're happy. What person happy. was wise only once and told you that? Uh, my GM in California. Uh, oh, that guy loves money. Uh, he, he didn't say that. He does. Well, he probably told me because he didn't want me to leave. Yeah, oh, no. Okay. That, is, that is not that man's life motto at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, Heather. Well, I I had a job I didn't like at a college, mm-hmm. but I met a wonderful woman who then hired me at a different college mm-hmm. where I had five very happy years. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say I, I made that decision. Yeah. Um, but I know, like, growing up, I didn't have a choice. I had to go to college. Yeah. Which then also changed the... I mean, I don't, I probably would have anyway, but yeah. it worked out. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I'm forgetting something, and I'll think of it in the middle of the night. Okay, well, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're about to hit 45 minutes, so that's fine. Okay, so that concludes our discussion of this episode. We'll see you guys next week where we're going to be live. I don't know why we're saying we're live because we're not live. It's recorded. Yeah. We're going to be in person in the same room for season three, episode 12, Basketball. Three best friends back together. Yeah, two uh, best friends and Jill. Just kidding. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.